Welcome to ShareMo EDU. Episode 9 starts now. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond through the lens of education. I'm Dr. Renee Hawkins, elementary principal at Smithville, Missouri. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary in Smithville, Missouri. This week, we welcome Laura Gilchrist to the podcast. Laura is passionate about innovating and connecting Kansas City, stretching Missouri to Kansas and beyond. To meet Laura is to love Laura. She wears a huge smile and makes you feel at ease about stepping out of your comfort zone and connecting with other educators. She is one of the biggest promoters of outside the box thinking to promote teaching, leadership, and learning that you can meet. Welcome, Laura. Well, thank you so much. That like I'm like, wow, I just feel like goosebumps. You you just make me feel great. I really appreciate your kind words. And I'm honored to be on your podcast. And I have to say that, you know, props to you guys for starting this. And who was it that um, encouraged you to do this? Adam Walker. Um, uh, ha, ha, he's fantastic. Yeah. So kudos to Adam too. <laughs> um, but I love um, seeing your posts on Twitter and, and you're bringing things, you're giving topics and a voice and uh, more people get to see things and, and uh, connect. So kudos to you. I'm really, I'm big, big fans, big fan of you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Well, help us to get to know you a little bit, uh, Laura, and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, like I said, my name is Laura Gilchrist, and I'm an instructional coach at uh, Turner High School. Um, right now, this is my, gosh, 23rd year in education. Um, so for 20 years, I was on the Missouri side of Kansas City. And so we, the three of us, are from KC, which is fun because our paths have crossed and, you know, <laughs> thank the world of you guys. Um, so I was 20 years, Kansas City is split down the, um, down the middle and, you know, we got teachers, it's all one city, but we've got teachers on the Missouri side and teachers on the Kansas side, which is interesting. Uh, so for 20 years, I taught uh, middle school, middle schoolers, and I loved it, science and social studies and I'm a big geek, big learning geek on those things. And now I'm over in Kansas and I'm at an urban high school in Wyandotte County and I'm an instructional coach. Um, so it's interesting for me to see the impact of state uh, policy on education and also the difference from I was in a high SES school and now low. Uh, so it's been uh, good for me as an educator to see, uh, just experience more perspectives um, from you know te teacher point of view and from students and, and parents. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see, I'm a, a, a birder. This is this is where it gets crazy. I love, um, I, I deep dive into things. So I'm science and history. Um, I have a grant with Mozilla right now, partnering with CERN, um, the particle physics. So I, I really am digging quantum physics, not, not oh. like the concepts of it I've studied. Now I don't know all the math and everything, but it's fascinating. Um, my husband and I uh, have been married a long time and he went to KU and I went to MU. <laughs> And we still got married and, <laughs> and we have two daughters and they are at KU. He's like, I win. <laughs> uh, one's in nursing and one's going to be an eye doctor. And um, we also, at, last but not least, we have three chihuahuas. And <laughs> so my husband and I, that's, those are our kids now. We're like, oh, where are the dogs? What, what are yes. <laughs> So yeah, that's a little about me. And I really, I like um, to tell really bad puns. I'm like, you don't All want right. to get me started. People will be like, wait, whoa, whoa, like for a little bit. And then I have to, I have to rein it in. 
Laura, if you were to create a hashtag linked to your passion about education, what would your hashtag be and how would you honor those words? Well, right now, I would have to say it is a hashtag kids will lead the way. Mm. Um, I met a phenomenal group of teens and their hashtag is teens for teens. Um, I met them at South by Southwest EDU and they um, are based in Houston and they are trying to help teenagers um, realize, uh, believe in themselves as leaders and learners and design their futures. So they are having summer camps. They, I mean, they were, their passion is off the charts. And uh, you know, it occurred to me that it's, as adults, as teachers and educators, we tend to think it's all on us, right? It's just kind of the default. We've got to figure it out because these are the kids we're serving, right? Um, but after talking with them, uh, I'm thinking, gosh, we need to open the door and realize that we can do this together. And I'm a big proponent of student voice, but after just experiencing time with them, I'm thinking, wow, we, we just kind of take it on our shoulders and we don't realize, hey, we don't have to do this alone. And actually the kids, <laughs> the kids will lead us out of the stuff we're in. They're going to be the ones that lead us to where we need to go. We're seeing it here too in our district, lots of student leaders stepping up. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we connected with uh, a few weeks ago, and and he uh, he's in high school, junior, um, and doing a lot with leadership. And it's just amazing to uh, hear them speak and all the things that they're all diving into. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, awesome. Uh, share a message from a book that you are reading that has moved you to take action. Uh, I'm I'm gonna shift it from a book to. Um experience and experience at South by Southwest EDU. <laughs> so I was in a session about AI, VR, all this stuff. But the thing that came up that got me really, like I'm still thinking about it, is chatbots in education. And what I'm gonna say is not about the chatbots, but it's what about it's what the chatbots do. So educational chatbots, they've done studies with them and they've shown that when kids learn with these chatbots, um, and this isn't typing, this is chatting, um, educational focus that their retention is like way of significantly higher. Mm. And what they tied it to was, was two things. It was the number, it was the conversation. It was the number of conversational turns. So a kid can, you know, a question, the, the bot can give a question, the kid can give an answer and then it replies back. So it's this loop, the number of conversational turns and the big one is the non-judgment. Hmm. Think about it. Think about how many times we don't speak up or kids don't speak up or they don't ask what they're really curious about because they think, well, if I ask that, they'll think I'm stupid. When they're really just curious and they need some more, you know, they just want a greater perspective or they just don't have enough information. So that has been really um, on my mind, this conversation piece and the non-judgment and just the, the fact that chatbots, there are companies designing these things. And, you know, we don't I haven't seen any of that yet in Kansas City, um, but it's it's coming and there could be some positive uh, benefits from this. Wow, I'm curious to hear more about this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look those up. It, it makes me think of Chris Tavani saying, the person doing the talking is the person doing the learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that helps because the teacher can't be everywhere. You know, and ideally I, you sit down with kids as much as you can in the day and you have conversations. and. Uh, Chris Tavani, you know, what she's what I learned from her was, you know, you sit down and you don't just walk around and answer the kids questions. You sit down 
for a couple minutes, you know, not with every kid every day, but you sit down and you actually have conversations, which increases the number of conversational turns. Right. And if you can keep the judgment out of it and just, you know, guide them, then all the better. Right. Cool. Okay. Reflect on these statements. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by... <laughs> one thing going well. Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm uh, presenting, um, sharing at, uh, it's called Bridging to Resilience. Um, it's uh, put on by SDAC, Kevin Honeycutt, um, Jim Sporleader, um, Rebecca Lewis. Um, they are holding a conference about trauma sensitive um, work on April 25th and 26th. And I'm going to present about the conversation piece I just talked about, but also about parent camp. So I, I'm excited to uh, get that word out. Um, so I'm working on with the board, National Board on Parent Camp. And um, uh, the, the thing that I'm so excited about with parent camp is that if you think about it, parents really have no place to go if they have an idea or they just want to, you know, a place to go talk and learn with teachers and other parents. You know, you, conferences, it's about great. It's about grades and learning. Um, you go to sporting events and music or whatever. That's not talk. I had a person come up to me and he goes, well, if with my school, what do I do? Go to the principal's office? Do I go to the school? Like, what do I do? And how do I get involved? So parent camp is like an ed camp. And uh, you structure it a little bit differently in that you send out surveys and you get feedback from what the parents want to learn and talk about and teachers too. And then you set, set it up around what they want and then they come in and you have maybe two and a half or three hours uh, where parents and teachers and community members are talking. Wow. About awesome. things. So I'm super excited about that. And there are schools in, um, uh, some of the Kansas redesign districts that are doing seven different districts are doing parent camps this spring. Um, so I'm excited about that. And if, if it was, if, if, if I had any magic wand that I could wave, I would have a parent camp at every school or district every year, because it's just that vital for parents. And it seems to me like it's, it's a very simple uh, thing to start. And what was it, a goal to grow? Yes. Is that, is that the other one? All right. Yeah. That would have to be, um, it goes back to this conversation piece that I've, I'm stuck on. I want to ask more questions, uh, listen more and give more specific, um, just feedback notice things about people. Um, you know, it's in our heads a lot of times, but we don't verbalize it. So that's my, that's my goal to grow. Cool. What three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do these words come to mind? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, first of all, that person. Um, OK, loving. Um, joyful. And caring. Um, and that would be my teacher. And she I don't care what was happening, what was going on. She was always there. She always valued everybody's thoughts. Uh, she always took the time to sit down and listen. And um, she's not here anymore, but she is with me, you know, everywhere I go. And uh, yeah, so love her. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. What's been a game changing moment for you in the field of education? <laughs> well, um, so the big one, and I, I know you guys, a lot of you will tune 
will uh, resonate with this was the Twitter EdCamp combo. Um, I got on Twitter and kind of got it, but I didn't didn't get it all the way. And I was like, okay, I don't really see how this is helping me. And then I went to EdCamp Omaha. Um, mm-hmm. I met Kyle Pace a while before, and he goes, you need to go to an EdCamp. So I looked at the calendar for EdCamp, and the next one was Omaha. And so I went up all by myself, and I went to it. And uh, people pulled me into sessions and said, you're going to lead them. I'm like, I can't lead them. I've never, I don't even know what's going on. They're like, you can, come on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I love, like I have so many friends from that ed camp still. And then I saw the power of that hashtag. And I was like, boom, I thought my brain was going to explode on the drive back from Omaha <laughs> City. And that did it. And then the other one, follow up from that was in 2014, I went to, they had a city camp at Kaufman. It was just held at Kaufman. And um, City Camp, Casey, and I, I was intrigued. I wondered if it was like Ed Camp, so I went to it, and it was. Um, but what I was appalled by was the fact that there were a lot of things up on the board that I didn't know about. And I'm thinking, here I am, a teacher, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be, you know, I need to be connected. I need to know what's going on in my city so I can get my kids connected to things in the city, so they're not just isolated. And there were all these, you know, acronyms and things. I'm like, what? It's like a different world. Yeah. And so that that's sort of my drive to really connect and create cities um, around education. You know, instead of having education here and the rest of the city here, these need to be working together and connected around kids. Cool. Yes, I um, love ed camps and hope to make it to the one in April. And um, gosh, it's just uh, so powerful when everyone's sharing their ideas. And, and like you said, anyone can be a leader uh, stepping in. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but man, it's it's so cool how those conversations just naturally happen, um, and so many ideas come out of those that your head's left spinning. You want to do things, yeah. Uh, and then you're just lifted out by the people that you meet. Like there's something so powerful about just so many friendships that I have, and that are you know people that just deeply are part of me. Yeah, very cool. Well, if your cup is not full, you cannot fill the cup of others. <laughs> Well, I also have my coffee mug because mugs matter. It's got birds on it. Go figure. (laughs) How do you promote (laughs) self-care? Well, first of all, uh, self-care, it's on my blog. I haven't actually blogged in a long time, um, but that's on my list of things that I'm doing this spring. Um, But my last blog post, I think, was about last two were about meditation. So meditation has been a game changer for me because it's helped me to become more aware of my thoughts and that I'm in control of when I get so busy and my mind is spinning. Hey, sit down. I'm, I'm at it. I started last December of 2016 and I've been going, I've almost every day. I've missed probably 20 days in there. But I use um, Insight Timer and it's been just a huge, I, I've explored different types of meditation. And, you know, I, at first when I started meditating, meditation, I thought of, you know, it sounded kind of otherworldly. I'm like, what is meditation? And it's just um, being still and watching your thoughts go by and just knowing that, oh, those are just thoughts and they don't rule me. And and you become aware of a lot more things. It's just very enriching. And so I talk to people, I share it on Twitter sometimes what I listen to. And, um, and then I'm a big, I, I think there need, we need to be working on, 
meditation rooms for teachers or just, you know, quiet spaces where you can go gather your thoughts. And I think kids need it as well. Our brains need downtime. And when you're at school all day long with no breaks, it's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this month we are promoting Meaningful March. Hashtag Meaningful March. Hashtag. What is, yes, what is one thing you can do to make this month remarkable? Um, you mean for anybody? Yeah. For you um, or anybody. Yes. Uh, you know what? You just uh, wake up and, you know, you you get set for the day and then you just think, I always think peak state. We got to go out. We get You got to take your energy into your school with you. And you got to be 100% like on. And it's hard to be 100% on. I'm not saying you can, but I think that um, um, it's easy to kind of get pulled down and just kind of go through the motions. And we've got to kind of take it over the top and just be like uh, greeting kids and saying hi to kids and giving them feedback and continual positivity because, you know, like in an urban high school, any high school, kids need that from the adults and they don't always get it at home. So if you had every adult in a school positive and like high-fiving and doing everything, you know, as positively as po as possible, um, that would be a good thing. So that's what I think yeah. to myself because sometimes it, I fall back into this just kind of, I'm like, okay, bring it, bring it. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that reminder today. <laughs> I feel like I'm dragging this early morning. <laughs> Okay, we've come to the moment in this interview where it's time to share your fast five. We're going to fire five questions at you, and we just want you to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Sound good? All right. Ready. Question one. Here we go, Renee. Fire away. What is one easy way you pump the passion every day? Um, meditating. School lunch or home lunch? Home lunch. <laughs> Laura, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, what do I want to be? I want to, um, I just want to be um, a person that uh, elevates others and, and um, helps connect other people and build leaders. You're awesome. doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which emoji do you uh, do you use most frequently? <laughs> oh my god! With a smile, oh I'm gonna be so gosh. Happy. I've used so many uh, recently. I'd say the the happy face with the big teeth and the, like the eyes down. So it's like they're laughing, but the tears aren't coming out. But I use that one too. But I'd say it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have more time or more money? Time. Uh, okay, of course, money is, yeah, and teachers need that. But <laughs> if you look at it's time. I want to have choice in my time. That's why ed camps are such a big deal because you have the choice of your learning and your time, and kids need that too. Very true. Well, Laura, this has been amazing. We've enjoyed uh, learning from you and getting to connect with you again. And um, do you have anything that you would like to share with anybody or ways to get connected? I know that. You're big in the ed camps, lean lab, anything uh, that you feel like people should get connected with or just any final words? Final words would be, um, yeah, get on Twitter. I use hashtags a lot. That's my main way. I don't just sit and scroll through a million things. I use hashtags and, and lists. I use lists. And um, then uh, get connected in your city, like, like explore your city a little bit and uh, wherever you are. 
and because teachers really are community city leaders and um, we really are, but it, we're not seen that way just because we're, it's so siloed. So get involved, like what you know and who you get to know matters because projects can spin out of that. So, you know, look around your city and uh, get involved. Like you, your voice matters. Awesome. Yeah, great message. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so honored. I can't wait to see it. And I love watching. Um, I, I haven't seen, what's the last one? You had that San Filippo guy? Released yes. this morning, yes. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. I saw it just hit. I saw that. Awesome. So I, if you've never heard him speak, he's really cool. He came out to our district and is uh, super dynamic. Yes. He really is. He really, I was going to say something else because <laughs> I like to give Joe a hard time, but um, yeah, he's amazing. Like he's talk about peak state. Like he brings it, go crickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tune in next week to learn more as we share Mo. Whoa. You. Bye, <laughs> Bye you guys. <laughs>